Welcome everybody to another episode of Silverline Behind the Frame. My name is Josiah Ness, and in this episode, I got to sit down with one of my really good friends, Jim Irwin. Jim is a former Ranger and Delta Force sniper. Once he finished up his many years in the military, he went over to doing protection work for some of the biggest names in music industry, like Linkin Park, Disturbed, and even Taylor Swift. After that, he transitioned to building his own personal brand while taking what he learned from the military and the protection work and translation into teaching and product development for some of the biggest companies in the firearms industry. We've been working together for the last five or six years, helping build his brand, shoot his content, and being some of the best friends. And I'm excited for you guys to hear his story. All right. So welcome to Silverline Behind the Frame. Uh, I'm excited for today because we finally get to sit down and and do a podcast with one of my really, really good friends, Jim Irwin. Uh, we've been uh, working together for the last, I don't know, what, five years or so? Yeah, at least um, five years. Least and five years. Uh, it's been a fun journey, and, and, and now we finally get to, get to get him on and have him on the story. So, Jim, why don't you introduce yourself and tell the viewers who you are? All right, well, first of all, Josiah, thanks for having me on the show, man. Course, I really man. appreciate it. Like I said, we've been brothers a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, five or six years, and really, you helped get me into the social media uh, platform with pictures and videos and always been very supportive of me so it's an absolute pleasure to be able to help and give back to you awesome. so Thanks, i'm man. jim Irwin. Yeah, yeah. i am a former army ranger and special operations uh delta force operator mm-hmm. i spent about almost 12 years in the military doing all things uh tip of the spear if you will right. so chasing bad guys in the arctic in the jungle in the desert on a mountain you pick it we trained in it and, and played in it uh, not always fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, Heard the stories. Right. Heard the stories. Right. So nowadays I'm actually doing my own thing with my firearms training, which we call Shooting Performance Institute, and that website should be full steam and running by the end of February. Sweet. Uh, right we'll now it is crack and approved. Sweet. Uh, we'll link it. Right on. We'll put, put the a link, link in on there. there. Appreciate okay. it. So that's where we'll do our firearms training. Uh, I was a sniper in the Ranger Regiment once upon a time, so a lot of my time and experience from that goes into my long range class that I offer, a two day long range class. And we use that as it applies to hunting. Yeah. So we take all that experience and knowledge that we use to hunt people yep. <laughs> and we apply it to our hunting uh, of animals. So it's right. pretty cool. And then we do uh, pistol and carbine classes as well. Awesome. Uh, speaking of pistols, I'm now the full time employee with STI Firearms, which Sweet. is now switching to Staccato Firearms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going from STI to Staccato. Uh, I'm the West Coast uh, or West Region business development manager so montana to new mexico and west awesome minus that little piece called california <laughs> they don't like our stuff there so uh sorry fellas unless you're law enforcement uh, we can't, I can't yeah, hook you up right. there so Dang it. yeah so i'm covering all the full spectrum from That's pistols awesome. to uh to long range uh, shooting and hunting and offering up those classes and continue to try to grow the social media and share what i've learned in the past 30 years mm-hmm. yeah no and it's, it's cool because uh, earlier on, you we've we've done a bunch of shooting, and you've taught me a bunch, um, you know, just to help me improve my pistol, and my carbine. I've learned tons from you, and and unfortunately now we're you know you're <laughs> in a different state than I am, yeah. so we can't train as much as we right, you know right. we used to do. But um, shoot, man, you're 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 awesome shot. You appreciate stuff it, that you've, I've seen you do, man. Just off, like offhand pistol, hundred yards first yeah. shot on just a bottle. I was like, jeez. Yeah. So uh, it was a little. There's a little uh, some spurts some and knowledge stuff. behind that. But yeah, I, I I enjoy that and sharing what I've learned and trained uh, and trained to do over, like I said, over the last thirty years. Yeah. So to be able to pull shots like that here and there are, are fun for one. And right. it's kind of funny. I did one the other day at a class. 
And I'm like, you just don't want to just whip it out there, you know, just throw a shot and whip it back. And I did it. I demoed it and actually spined the dude dead center, <laughs> like the target. And they're just like looking what? at me. And I was like, didn't think that was going to happen. But it was like dead nut center, man, right on the spine. Nice. I was just like, a better holster. It's good. Before that. It's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you do it twice. You do it enough, yeah, man. Yeah. You're like, you're it's just there. proficient at it. And it's yeah. solid. You know, and the beauty of where I'm at with the firearms training is, it, yes, it's, it's the experience and the reps, but it's correct reps, and it's all right. just putting the fundamentals together quickly and efficiently, but it's all fundamentals. It's all right. it is. So get the gun in the fight and pull the trigger without moving the gun a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my that's my foundation of it, but it's it's all fundamentals-based. So there's no magical elixir I put in my guns, no wizardry. <laughs> you know, right. uh, It's just putting the fundamentals together uh, quickly and efficiently over time. Right. No, that's awesome. So take us back to when you went into the military, um, you know, a couple of days ago when you when you started there, and, and then just kind of that process of of your military history yeah, so and what all stuff you did. Gotcha. I grew up in the Sierra Nevada mountains here, just south of Reno, in a, in a Mammoth and June Lake area, the top Sierra Nevada mountains, uh, mobbing around the hills and stuff throughout uh, my whole you know childhood, and just had this dream, I guess you could say, uh, this desire to join the military. Uh, originally, I was thinking about the Marine Corps, and then the Marine Corps recruiter stood me up, so I'm like, well, if he's hosing me now, Deuces. what happens? <laughs> what happens when you're in, right? Right. So I'm like, yeah, forget that. And, and lo and behold, I mean, as destiny would have it, I met an army uh, recruiter, and an, and then like two days later, I met a, a Vietnam ranger and started telling me some wow. stories about uh, his his time in Vietnam as a ranger. And I'm like, Damn. man, that is in my wheelhouse. That's right. exactly what I want to be doing. Right. I want to be a sniper. So I think a marine sniper, Calvary Southcock. I've read all the books. Right. Uh, and well, you can be a sniper in the army too. So. He started telling me about Rangers and this and that, and I'm just like, man, that like that's 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 it. what I want to do right there. So I put my foot forward, man. Just uh, so I signed up, went in and uh, hit all the prereqs, went through basic airborne school, the Ranger indoctrination program. Which if you if you fail, you don't go, man. You you end up in regular army, and I wasn't going to have that. So just you know, willpower mindset and. Uh, Got in shape along the way. Right. You know, I grew up in the mountains. I wasn't a runner, right? There was snow on the ground. <laughs> and my school was 75 kids, 7th through 12th grade. We didn't have a track Jeez. program. Right. <laughs> you know, we right. skied, played basketball, football, you know, the basic stuff. Uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't know how to run. Oh, you hit the military. I'm like, <laughs> running, man. Like, this is crazy. I could feel the air coming from the, you know, 7,000 plus feet to Georgia, right? right. Like, like, it's like I was breathing water. Uh, so, anyway. Hit all the prerequisites, man. Spent about four years with the Ranger Battalion up in Second Seventy Fifth, up in Fort Lewis, Washington, uh, as a sniper most of my time there, and really enjoyed that. Uh, really did well with it. I was a distinguished honor graduate. Ended up running my own team. Uh, and it just I lived and breathed it. And then got an opportunity, uh, or you could say I got an opportunity to shoot my ass in the battalion, and they ended up sending me to Alaska. <laughs> to <laughs> it, where it's it depends cold. on which story you, you, you pick, right? right. But I, I had a, I ended up leaving the battalion and went to Alaska. I want to check out the, you know, the the last frontier up there, and a uh, beautiful country, amazing country, uh, landscape up there, and just mm-hmm. man, just it's a cool place. A, 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 yeah, a, a beautiful. Uh, but the army uh, unit I was in was kind of lacking in, in my what I wanted to do. So I was up there as a scout sniper, again, doing some more sniper stuff. And then uh, the Delta Force recruiter came through, and I'm like, raised my hand, like, right here, dude. Like, Let's <laughs> do that. Guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't care. It's February out. I'll run my PT test outside, 30 right. below. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. It wasn't my fastest run time, but you know, we <laughs> you still did enough it. to pass, right? <laughs> 30 below. Yeah, I was like, hey, do we get any bonus credits for 30 below zero with a ball claw over your face? <laughs> and... Uh, so I made it, hit all the prerequisites, man, and uh, went to uh, selection, which uh, was a month long. 
out there in on the East Coast. I can't really say where. Yeah, top secret squirrel top spot, yeah. which you probably just Google stuff. it and you'll find it. But yeah. gonna, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear it. Didn't hear <laughs> My NDA is secure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, month long process. There's almost a hundred of us uh, at that selection. I think it was just under a hundred people. And at the end of all of that, and uh, being chosen in selection to go to OTC. So a little, it's not all one thing, right? You have a mm-hmm. selection process. You must make that month long selection before they even take you to Fort Bragg to oh, wow. go to, to actual operators training course. And then that's a whole nother fire hose of almost a year. Hmm. All right. So if, if you add it all up, it, it's a, it's a while, uh, just under a year, I think. So in saying that we finished, I think out of selection, uh, seven or eight of us wow. made it out of selection. And then wow. five of us actually made it out. The battery back end was actually chosen to be part of the unit and a bit, put into a squadron hmm. so five out of almost 100 it was like a, i did the math one day it was like a 96 per- percent attrition rate um hmm. so that's just to show you how cool i am right no, no i'm kidding dude. I just <laughs> luck of the, i didn't get hurt man and just kept right. my head down and kept going uh and learned quickly uh, mm-hmm. what they needed me to learn was a was a student of the gun uh, and just was fortunate again not to be hurt and i happened to be what they were looking for at the right, right. time there's an old saying from a an individual i think it was uh Sergeant Payne, of all names, right. uh, Sergeant Payne that said, hey, you know, they don't always pick the best guy. They pick the right guy. Right. Uh, so I just happened to be the right guy at the right time. That's cool. And then uh, after a couple of years there, I went to uh, long, uh, long Range Surveillance Unit there on Bragg. Uh, so it's called uh, 51st LURS, uh, FCO 51st Infantry LURS Unit, uh, where I helped run and then, uh, excuse me, where I helped run a freefall program. So mm-hmm. it was a Halo platoon, high altitude opening. A platoon, so we basically skydive to work, you know, mm, to go to work, cool. <laughs> jump in, and then put on a rucksack and walk for days. So <laughs> it just had a cool way to get to work. Once right. you hit the ground, it's all the same. It's, it's all, all the same. same. Right. You sucks. got there by boat, cool. You got there by plane, or you got there by car, you know, <laughs> right. vehicle, right? So I used the plane, jumped nice. out of that. That's awesome. And then, yeah, so I got out and ended up getting into high threat protection, man. Did uh, about eight years of that Iraq, Afghanistan, Israel, Bosnia, hitting mm. all the all the fun, the fun spots, right? Um, before I just had enough of that, came back to the states I was hanging out a bit just doing some golfing <laughs> you know spending money I earned <laughs> yeah. and uh thankful that I didn't have any holes in me and got offered a job to work with a, a supply company like like hey I want you to help sell gear to the military in Fort Bragg so you want me to go to Fort Bragg hang out and talk to dudes I know and help them get gear yeah I can do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Sounds I did that enough. yeah I did that uh for a couple of years and then just it just wasn't really digging how the company was was doing it mm-hmm. and so I took off from that, and uh, I, I kind of just started proceeding down my own path and, and got into the firearms training by, by, by chance, really, just people saying, hey, man, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. And right. I'm like, well, I'm no Kyle, Kyle Lamb, I'm no Mike Pannone, and I'm not none of those, those bad boys that taught, like guys that taught me, right? Larry right. Vickers was one of my main instructors and was actually on his team for a long time. Hmm. Um, so those were my, like, the guys, my mentors, and who I looked up to, and I'm like, well, I'm not them. Uh, well... It is the fundamentals, man, right. and it's just how you apply them and different teaching techniques. So over time, I've crafted my teaching style and just literally took a class, I think, in November with Mike Pannone. And it, it, it was great to do it because it validated everything I've been teaching. It's cool. the same stuff, right? right? Just a different flavor of how we approach it. Right. Uh, so it validated what I was doing, which made me feel really good. I wasn't off the reservation with Woody, right? Uh, you know, guys like Bob Keller, same thing, right? doing the joint classes with him is validating that what I'm teaching is at the highest level right. and it's nothing it's 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 proven right, right. it's it's been done in combat and proven right, right. so 
here I am today working for a firearms company and building the best handgun in the world and uh, getting to travel. And guess what? I get to show guns, shoot guns, and teach. Like, <laughs> should, the, the job description should have just had my name next to it. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, there's one thing that you, you, you've left out on there was the um, – uh, doing all the band stuff. Oh, so that's you got to talk yeah, about yeah. that a little bit. So, yeah. Because that's, really, was a, that's that, really interesting. That was fun. That was a good time. I got to see a lot of the world uh, doing that and actually not the shitty parts right. of the world. I exactly. actually got to see some cool spots. So I did uh, get into um, like rock, uh, doing security for rock bands and pop. Started with Linkin Park mm-hmm. and traveled the world with those guys on one of their tours. Uh, and then about a year later, went out with Disturbed for a year and, and helped those guys out and was uh, David Draymond's main guy. Um, both bands, extremely cool people. Uh, yeah. Just all kinds of talent and all kinds of uh, of uh, personality, I right. guess you can say. You know, and, and different spectrums of it, too. Right. Right? Uh, and then uh, my last one, uh, before I kind of shut down doing it and getting up there a little further in the age, was uh, with Taylor Swift. Nice. And uh, that was a whole different game from the rock <laughs> scene, right? Like right. 70,000 teenage girls and and, um just you know gays i guess there's no other way to put it like (laughs) she had a whole different demographic man but she would pack a stadium right sell out 75 80,000 people so you go from one or two guys in a rock band like protecting rock guys to 12 right for taylor right we had a group of 12 dude it was it was a fire team of uh it was like a whole full sf team of of dudes uh, for marines special forces and uh it showed. It showed. Right. Like people understood, like that we weren't the, good, the dudes to mess with, right? right. They, they people that recognized, like, hey, man, she didn't just hire some some meatheads, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, exactly. These dudes are ready to these, fight. Like, <laughs> these guys shoot have, you in the face. Bend down range. I don't care if you're 12 years out. old. You get on my stage, you're getting thunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You <laughs> would probably been a lawsuit if we did that, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, <laughs> well, shoot. I mean, all you got, I mean, you're you're what six five? About six. Two, six, three, six, depending on how bad my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we first met, you were six five, and then <laughs> yeah. I guess now you But no, like your whole. I mean, you remember saying I saw a couple of you guys that were on there, and I was like, you guys are all just big dudes, you know. But you all have the background. In a sea of teenage kids, right? Right. You're like, oh, kid. Yep. Don't want to mess with those guys. <laughs> but we no, ne- I, for the record, we never did palm any kids in the face. Right. <laughs> that was frowned upon. Yeah, you don't want to do that in front of seventy thousand people. Yeah, their mom is like, "Oh my god, this kid's terrifying." <laughs> <laughs> it's the big guy. It's yeah. the big guy right there with the beard. No, that's cool. So going through, you know, uh, the military in that aspect of of the the different teams that you went on and, and went from one to one to one. What's that? What's that mindset that you had that's going through? Because a lot of you know people go in, they don't make it, or they make it you know to a certain level. But you just kept climbing the chain, climbing the yeah, chain, yeah. climbing the chain. What's that? I mean, what's that? What's that mindset me, mentality? Me, it was to, having it, that for me, it was looking at it like this is my challenge, and I'm going to prove to myself that I could do it. Um, and it would never be me taking myself out of that fight. I saw a lot of people that were just scared of the unknown like there's i had some dudes with me uh, in ranger battalion and up in in alaska that were absolute studs I'm like dude go to selection with me like go let's try out mm-hmm. at hell no like huh that, uh, no way man i can't make that like because they just didn't know right they weren't right. willing to step over into the dark and like just try and for me i was like i'm gonna continue to challenge myself and prove myself uh, it was off uh, you call it narcissistic way but it was for me like right. i wanted to challenge myself it wasn't to get a title or anything can i do this right and it would never never in my career did i take myself out of the fight right it was always yeah. me um going to the to the ends of it you basically had to 
stop me. Like, hey, sorry, dude. Like, you're just not cut out for it. It would never be me to say it's cold out. I quit. Like, right. You, you can't quit. You you, you, you got to refuse to fail. Keep going. And if for some reason they ch- they decide not to choose you, it wasn't because you didn't try. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. You force them to make the decision, not yeah, you back not out you. when you when you probably could have made it. And I just wanted to continue to challenge myself to see if I could do it. Mm. Uh, the only thing I didn't feel like doing was scuba diving. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it's always been water. It's always been I did it. I did it when I had to. Like, yeah. okay, you got to do a thousand meter swim with all your gear, blah, blah, blah. whatever. Okay, right. I'll do it. And I was pissed when I got to the end. Like, right. But I I did it, but I sure as heck wasn't volunteering to be on the dive team. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or go to scuba school and drown. Exactly. Uh, I grew up in the mountains. <laughs> I'm a land and air guy. <laughs> Don't put me next to the water. You're right. No, that's cool. So it's, you know, going through like those kind of things and then seeing, you know, with the the high protection stuff that you did, mm-hmm. you know, once you finished, what's the kind of stuff that you, is your kind of day-to-day, like, what do you, what do you see that during no the high threat knows, stuff? Yeah. No one, no one knows that, that no one sees on our side of like what planning, you got to see. And planning what and be planning. In. Really? Yeah, tons of planning, right? You have to be prepared for every obstacle or variable that could be out there. So. Uh, if if your diplomat or your ambassador or your general started at, like, say, 7 a.m., you're there an hour prior, mm-hmm. and you're there at least an hour after they you put them to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on the, the environment and where you're at, you might even have guys out running routes the night prior to check stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we wouldn't do it in Iraq a lot because now you're just exposing yourself to unnecessary dangers. Right. Um, but we'd be in there doing route reconnaissance and picking two and three different routes and changing up the varieties and briefing everybody, rehearsals uh, from this, like, it might sound crazy, but there's, like, vehicle swaps to uh, changing a tire. If you get a flat tire in the middle of nowhere, Iraq, or downtown Iraq, right. you better be fast because sitting target's an easy target. So right. we were, I mean, we were sub three minutes on tire changes on, a, on wow. an armored vehicle. <laughs> you know, uh, So there was a lot of planning, preparation, rehearsals, practice. Um, on the backside, it doesn't get seen mm-hmm. when you're out there, you know, standing point or, or getting caught on, on, a, on a camera or something like that, dude, just with a gun hanging over. No, there's a lot right. that goes into behind it to make sure you are not the one that's getting hit. And if you do get hit, you're bringing the full force of everybody on that team to, right. to over, overpower it and come out victorious in a firefight if necessary. So a mm-hmm. lot, lot of planning, a lot of training, a lot of rehearsals and go yeah. into that. Huh. It's got to be like at a subconscious level, man. Huh. Shit goes boom. You better you better be moving. Like right. you don't have time to like. What, what do we do? Yeah, we gotta figure <laughs> yeah. it out now. I don't know, man. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can't be doing that, right? right. That, that's not professional. That's that's bush. That's amateur hour, and that's how people get killed. Right. You know, sometimes the bomb's just big enough and placed well enough that even the best of them get hit. Hmm. Uh, did lose a few friends over there, but fortunately, knock on wood, in my my eight years of doing that stuff, I was always that lucky dude, man. Like mm-hmm. stuff just settles, the dust is still falling. <laughs> you're like, what? Well, Still. I don't have any holes in me. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> My ears are ringing real bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hurts. But yeah. I'm still here, still breathing. Exactly. No, exactly. that's cool. What was the like? What was the coolest part about doing the high um, travel for me? Is it was a big one. One of the goals I set early on, and like in high school, right, is I wasn't going to get pigeonholed into the same town. Uh, working on the ski lift, you know, growing up, and yeah. uh, you know, not, and I wanted to get out and see the world, and then I figured out a way to do that and have somebody else pay for it. Right. <laughs> you know, so, and I say that in all, you know, due respect. You know, I work with, you know, contracts for the State Department and these other companies that pay, pay me to go over there and do it. Now, granted, you had to see places like Iraq and Afghanistan and live in, you know, sub, 
it wasn't that big a deal, but like I'd say subpar conditions to others. And then I got to see the cooler side too when I hit the the, the, the protection for the bands. And now I'm mm-hmm. in four star hotels and private planes and tour buses and right. you know, still long ass hours. You're still right. banging out massive hours. That's another thing with protection. And like I said, you start before they get up and you finish long after you put them to bed. So it turns into long days and you give up your uh, your life during the time, if that makes sense. Like, you're not home with your wife. And, right. and if you got kids with your kids and doing stuff like that, you're not home for dinner. You're gone for months on end. Mm-hmm. You give up your life for that time to dedicate it to keeping this dude or, or per- persons alive. Uh, when I got into the, the like I said, the, uh, the rock and the pop stuff, it just got to be a little more nicer of uh, living conditions when right. we're on the road, right? And got to see some amazing places. I think I've been in almost 70 countries now. Wow. Uh, um in doing that and gotten to travel pretty extensively that I would say that if, you know, if, if my day ended, my, my, my days on the train were over tomorrow, I'd, I'd seen a lot. Right. I still need to hit Africa. Still got to hit Africa. You gotta, you gotta You're going Africa. with me. Yep, yeah, we're, we're going to Africa. We're going with the deposit on that. Yep. You, me, and Annalise. Yep. Still got to get over there. Um, so I'd say that's been one of the biggest things for me is being able to experience other cultures see other places and just some some amazing places in the world and some not so amazing right but even as like say crappy and and austere as iraq was it was still uh what's the word i'm looking for like uh it was like stepping back in time right there was still Mm -hmm. some amazing things that happened in in history there Right. right you're talking about uh what has been deemed like the Garden of Eden, like where things started. You right. start looking at some of these things and, you know, uh, Tower of Babel, some of these other things that reach back thousands, you know, right. thousands of years, hundreds of uh, thousands of years, right? right? And then same thing when I went to Israel, another cool. just amazing place to go because every day you're, you're stepping through history. Like, right. I mean, Jesus walked here? Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Okay, might not be right here, but it's like 50 <laughs> feet below you like, like, right. where this cat walked. Right? Yeah. Like, there's like a lot of history. No way. Um, and a lot of culture that to get exposed to than just growing up a country boy inside of a mountain and, right. never, and never seeing anything else. Right, exactly. Huh, no, that's awesome. So how did, as far as transition from that to, you know, into like when we met, you know, you were building your brand, your personal brand as a Kraken. Mm-hmm. Actually, tell them real quick on, on how you got the name the Kraken and then we can kind of go okay. into that story. So I was trying to be quick-witted and make something up, but it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm failing now. So it, it's not as... Uh, it's early. Yeah, it's not as... Uh, it's not that great of a cool story. It's like I was with a motorcycle organization once upon a time, uh, Rolling Thunder. Mm-hmm. So POWMIA, not a one percenter type thing. It's just bringing awareness to POWMIAs in the, from the Vietnam era and to today. Uh, that there don't have too many out there that I'm aware of, if any, that we haven't brought home mm-hmm. currently, recently. Right. So mostly the Vietnam era, trying to bring awareness to that. And we were doing a big ride, like a, a benefit ride for a fallen soldier. You know, we had probably had about 150 bikes out there. I was probably one of the younger guys. I'd say one of the younger guys out there. Uh, there's a bunch of Vietnam vets out in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. Right. right? Live for your die state. And uh, they're doing this big ride brief. And then one of the stops was right next to a pub. And they're like, hey, man, like, this is a, a benefit ride. Blah, blah, blah. So I, like, don't be drinking. So and so forth. Like, uh, kind of like against all biker knowledge, right? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Don't drink while we're riding. Like, what? Yeah, we don't do that. That's not what we're, what we're about. <laughs> and uh, and the vice president's like, who's giving the briefs, like, hey, and uh, if we catch you, and he just kind of glances over at me and he goes, we'll release the kraken. And like people looked at me, kind of chuckled. Then he said like two or three more times, like, wait, this guy might be serious. Like, I was, 
I'm a fairly big dude, You're big right? Dude. Like, You're definitely yeah, a big dude. I shave my head and get a goatee. I look like a bouncer. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. They're like, hell yeah, don't mess with that guy. <laughs> yeah, don't. I don't want to play so, that way. And it just stuck, man. And after about two or three times of him saying it, it stuck, and that was that became my, my nickname. <laughs> uh, my call sign overseas and in doing protection stuff was actually Plugger. Plugger. Yeah, P-L-U-G-G-G-E-R. <laughs> so Plugger. Plug nasty, uh, <laughs> plug, you know, uh, plug. and I, I'm not even going to go into that story. Plug I'm just going to let that one dwell. You guys <laughs> yeah, can you make up your own you story can, on you that You can one. research like, some more. Yeah. So you can hit <laughs> him on Instagram like, and, yeah. and, and ask him. Yeah. But let, let your mind wander on that one. Mm-hmm. But no, that's cool because when I met you, that was like, that was the thing. Was yeah. like you were the Kraken. Yeah. So, you know, we were like, oh, man, this is, like, perfect because it's a yeah. branding yeah. thing. It's, it's it, it sounds way better you. than Plugger. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Definitely. yeah, I'll take that. Like, Definitely not. Like, you can get a much, you can get a much worse nickname <laughs> exactly. that you can't even publicize. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, that'd be, it'd be a little bit harder to market Plugger yeah. than Kraken, yeah. you know? It, it so. is kind of funny because it goes kind of goes back, like, I'm not a fan of water, and I get, like, a mythical water creature <laughs> 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 nickname. Yeah. Like, total counterintuitive uh, to me, but hey. Good. And you don't really like rum, rum so it's not everybody gives you, like, bro, I got the Kraken rum. You're like, Sweet, thanks, man. I'm always appreciative, but you guys a good chance about drinking it. Yeah, yeah exactly. More of a beer guy <laughs> than a, a, a liquor dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so, but yeah, when we met and started, you know, and then because you came to Idaho because yep. you had a couple brands. So, jump into the whole brand thing because that's kind of yeah, how we met is when yeah, you started doing brand. You know, and that's know. kind of a that's actually it was an unexpected twist in in kind of the career field. So I was doing a trade show down in Tampa, Sofic. Um, I think it stands for Special Operations Forces uh, Industry Conference, mm-hmm. and I was down there playing, playing around, messing around, helping, helping with a, a brand I was working with, uh, and I ended up running into the guys from Cryptech, mm-hmm. and uh, at a pool, uh, poolside hanging out, and I meet this guy Josh Cleghorn, and he starts shooting the shit, and uh, turns out he's the the president of Cryptech Outdoor Group, you know, the camouflage company, yeah. and we're just bullshitting and getting to know each other a little bit, and he's a former Army dude, I'm a former Army dude, and he goes, you're just a big, funny dude, man. How, <laughs> how would you like to be uh, on my pro staff? And I'm like, what's that? Like, what is that? Like, what's pro <laughs> right. staff, right? Like, do I have to pay you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he goes, no, dude, you just wear my gear, wear my camouflage when you hunt, and post yeah. pics. Like, he's like... That's it. Yeah. I'm like, so is there like a requirement? Like, do I have to go hunts with you on these hunts? And it's like, I'm thinking like, dude, I've got like 37 cents in my pocket right now. Like, (laughs) I barely made it here. Right. And I'm going to have to pay to like hunt with you guys. Like, uh, And so Josh uh, Cleghorn there from Cryptek opened the door for me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, kind of started explaining this thing. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, on to something here. And then he introduced me to a couple more people in the industry. And it just kind of took off from there. So I ended up with, I'd say currently, uh, close to a dozen different sponsorships in the mm-hmm. last six, seven years uh, that has helped me get out and hunt more. Right. Uh, in, in return, I use my name, my background uh, to promote them, social media, uh, what I'm teaching. I use that stuff to, to show people whether it's, it's everything I use in, in my career right. and, what, and what I do in a profession. I'm using this gear. So it's all companies that I believe in and I stand behind. Mm-hmm. And now with my wife, uh, Annalise, She's getting more involved in it and helping me out. Now she's in the ladies' legion with Cryptech. Mm-hmm. And this is on her own two feet. This isn't me like, hey, you need to hook her up. Like, she's out right. there legit shooting, yep. taking down big game, mm-hmm. running a pistol, running a long gun, a natural talent there, um, and just much prettier than me. Right. So, yeah. so, so it's, it's a great his and hers combination right now. It's just right. not just me, uh, dude side of everything. Now we've got her gunning and uh-huh. doing other stuff, and she'll out 
she'll outpack me on a mountain. She, I mean, she's she's a beast. She's <laughs> I hate to say it, but she's actually outshot me a couple of times. Long hey, after, hey, hand of God, she's actually <laughs> smoked me a couple of times, and it's like humbling. Right. Like, damn it! But You're like, oh. I showed you how to do that. Yeah, like, exactly. I taught you. She, I taught she you. winks <laughs> it because then she's basically saying, "Yeah, sure you did." You know? But no, she's pulled some amazing shots. Uh, That's you awesome. Know, one is one example. We're in Oregon doing a ten uh, a two day long range class. We had about ten guys up there, and. Uh, we're shooting, shooting the culmination exercise. He had to run like 200 yards up the side of this mountain and then engage a target further out. And uh, so on a timer, you had X amount of shots to hit. We'd take up, so I'd, on the timer, I'd run with the, the student mm -hmm. up the mountain. Then my partner would run the next guy. Well, Annalise's videoing and doing every single time up this mm -hmm. mountain, you know, 200 yards up the side of this mountain, and videoing and filming and taking pictures, whatever, whatever it was she was doing. <laughs> and... So like like ten times she went up this damn hill, right? Right. And she's like, "Well, I want to do it." And I'm like, "You want to run it?" I'm like, "Sure." She goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "You just ran this thing like ten times." She ran it and beat everybody after mm -hmm. doing ten times. Dang. So it's like a little little humility right there. Yep. And then proceeded to do a 500 yard offhand shot with a rifle that nobody else could hit. Like I'm just to include myself. So I was just like legit, right. right? So she like I said, she stands on her own two feet, but she brings the female side of to the brand as well now. Cool. So it's not just all dude stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, the Cryptech Outdoor Group, Rocky Mountain Precision, Wiley X, uh, Rockwell Watches, STI Firearms on the pistol side, uh, Spikes Tactical on ARs, mm -hmm. uh, Loophole. Did I say Loophole yet? No. Yeah, Loophole no, Optics. Loophole. Silverline's still on the website. Yep. You know, so yep. when, when you're like the, the OG, <laughs> the, the, the original. <laughs> Back in they the got day. me going. Uh, there's a bunch out there that uh, that we've been working with and been yeah. been uh, privileged to work with that help us continue to to chase the the passions that we like to do and, and make it affordable for guys like me and, right. and, and Annalise you know? yeah no that's cool yeah because that's how we started was was we met a couple friends you know back when you were with you know spo sponsored by another company yeah yeah you know we don't talk about that side gem tech was a sponsor Gemtech. back in the day so yeah it was like gem tech gem tech and cryptic and, and i think uh pws i think was a was yeah, one of my first that was the start ar ones and Mm -hmm. Good, good rifles. It just, yeah. it just didn't work out. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's you know, that's when we met, and we were just over, over lunch one day when you came into town, and we started talking and started brainstorming on, hey, yeah, you know, you exactly. need content. I would, you know, we were just at that time, it's kind of fun to look industry. back. Then. Yeah, yeah, we were just now starting to shoot stuff for the outdoor industry and the gun industry and stuff like that. So it was early on in our career, and so it kind of was a perfect mix because, you know, you were traveling a lot, and you were kind of coming through town, and I was traveling yeah, a lot. Yeah. So we ended up meeting up, I think, not too long after that, a couple months, and then in Oregon and shot a bunch of content. That's right. And then that we did like that wolf first. hunt, which was epic, and then yep. your brother. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys don't know his brother, that dude is like <laughs> a, a Mike is a beast. yeah unnaturally talented in the strength department. Uh -huh. Like he's not a monster, but his lungs must go to his knees. Right. Because like, that yes. man, we humped in like I don't know. It's three hiked or four miles. Five, miles. five miles. Right. We overnighted. Try to find some wolves. Didn't find any hunts. Hump back with some decently heavy, heavy yeah, packs. And you guys had all your camera gear, this yep. and that, water. We get back. Micah freaking drops his pack, puts off on his running shoes, and runs back to where we were. Five <laughs> miles in. Yeah, five miles just like, back That's out. That's insane, man. In like a two-hour stretch. And I By was the time like, he hey, got back, I was pretty hammered, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all. I was trying to kill the knee pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're all hurting, and we're trying to cope with that yeah. so he can go out and run. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to be yeah, on this that jet boat. Right? Hanging out. Yeah, turned a fun trip but yeah that was a good time because you guys have really helped me like you really helped me get going man which was hugely appreciative because yeah, if you don't know it that's that's the expensive side of the game is content yeah. right mm -hmm. like you can get the gear but now i gotta figure out how to 
capture content or make videos and put it out, edit it. Like I can stand in front of the camera all day. Like right. then you say, yeah, hey, edit really this. Really and I'm just like, the mm, <laughs> this might the be a while. Side, <laughs> yeah. Is it your might be a while, right? But you yeah. know, and that and that's where it worked because we were, you know, we were shooting a bunch of content, putting together a bunch of, yeah. a bunch of like content. Hell, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it totally was too. Like, you know, we were doing all kinds of videos, photos, running your social media. Yeah. You know, and then at when come, you know, comes a shot show. We went to shot show. Shot show together. We yeah, we actually all kinds of stuff I, it, there. it was really cool to help help each other grow into the into the right. into the industry. Mm-hmm. And then that one fatal day. That one fatal day. I've met my wife. Yep. Uh, that's so that's a, a funny sto- story. That is a funny <laughs> story. <laughs> that might be another podcast. <laughs> that might be another podcast. Shortened version. Jim was supposed to move up. Yeah. We were like homies. And I then he met his wife, his now wife yeah. at the time. He met a beautiful lady. And mm-hmm. then uh, she uh, uh, caught his eye. And, yeah. and I was not so pretty. So yeah. he went with she the pretty the route. Ship. <laughs> she tipped the ship. Oh, I haven't made it back to no, Idaho since. I haven't made it back. No. <laughs> No, but it's been awesome. We got we got to go on a bunch of trips. We went to Florida. Still one of my yeah. favorite trips. That was man. an epic trip. Still one of my favorite trips. Yeah. You, me, we and Annalise just... going down there chasing hogs and gators. Yep. And you actually got a coyote too. I right? yeah. crazy cool shot. So. I didn't get my stupid pig, but That's I got right. my coyote. That's right. But you got that coyote. Got the coyote yeah. and I got the gator. So and the gator was no, that the was some uh, fun time. That was the the water the high water mark that we all wanted to get. So I was really yep. excited that we got to do that. Yeah, no, uh, that was a blast. Osceola, Osceola. So, I don't know if I said it right. Osceola outfitters down there. Yeah. Good job out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've uh, been on a bunch of hunts together and creating content. And we have to do it again. Now yeah, no, no, we're Look, trying to plan that. 2020. 2020. It's going to yeah. be the year. Right. We're going to do some more hunting, <laughs> hanging out. So, but, but yeah, like, um, I guess just kind of wrapping up the podcast, is there something that, you know, stuff that you've, because you've had a long, you know, history of going from the military and then turning that into your own pers- personal brand and then building that over the last couple of years to where you're at now? Mm-hmm. What's the, you know, people are, are, are either, you know, speaking to military guys or people that want to build their own brand or just, you know, they're they're following a trail of, of something that that's their goal and their vision to accomplish. What's right. that kind well, of mindset mentality the, the, that, that you would give to them for? You and I have had that conversation in the past, and it's it's it, to this day remains the same as you can, you got to refuse to fail. Right. I've I've probably rebranded myself or chased individual employment, if you will. Right. For. A, a decade and trying one thing it doesn't work out um i don't just quit you know i figure out another way to continue to do it um you might hit obstacles you might you might not succeed but that doesn't mean you failed right, right. you got to continue to just grow learn from that experience and and refuse to fail refuse right. to quit right don't quit keep trying man. and right. and, and that'll take you a long way it took me to the top to the top in the military um it, it's taken me a long way in my in my uh, civilian careers mm-hmm. and and just be upright your name should mean everything to you be be righteous about it right? if you say you're going to do something you know it you might not do it in the time frame you're going to do it but right. do it right and and just be out there be yourself be genuine mm-hmm. and and refuse to fail man put get up and and, and put in work right, right? Mm-hmm. you got to put in the work or it's not going to happen yeah so. yeah no that's awesome man Sweet, man. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. You bet, man. Really appreciate it. You betcha. It's always a good time. We've been trying to do this for a while now. and finally We'll do it again. Time, so. Oh, yeah. No, we'll do it again for sure. So. All right, brother. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.